This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you ready for a fresh start? So I just want to remind you guys once again that remember the message is on the app. You can go and download the app. And also remember, if you're starting fresh this year, then on our app we have a Bible reading program with all the scriptures there, all the Bible translations there. And so if you perhaps uh, not that energetic to work out a plan, just go on your app, day one, start reading from day one, and it will help you in your growth with the Lord. Amen. The title of my message this morning is, The Light is Green. The light is green because as you know we are all on a spiritual growth path as i said earlier and i like to call it the spiritual continuum and some of us have been in the church for 30 years or only maybe a year but we're all on a journey all on a path of growth and some people are progressing well along those lines and growing much quicker and other people are still stuck and they need to move on Amen. We need to move. The problem is to get people to move. Is to get people to move and grow on this journey. And so our heart, our desire, family, for you is to grow with us right here at church. It's time to move. Look at your friend on your right hand side and say, it's time to move. Now look at the other person that you didn't choose first, the second best guy. Tell him. Or her, it's time to move. They feel specially valued this morning. It's time to move because the light is green. As we travel on the highways, if you travel, I say, via Morafontaine Road, or you go to Pretoria, or you go to Johannesburg, at one stage or the other, you're going to encounter a traffic light. As you take the off-ramp, perhaps, onto Edenville off-ramp, you know then as you climb that hill that the light works in a cycle it's red and then it's green and that cycle is say for example one minute long and if you miss that cycle you're gonna get stuck at the traffic light and over the years you've worked it out if you if you one two three ten cars from the front then you know i'm gonna make the light i'm gonna make the cycle and so when the light turns green you go but if there's a knucklehead can we say knucklehead in the church but if there's a knucklehead in front of you then you're not going to make that cycle (laughs) even if you were the second car and so it's important to know that as you stand say 10 deep that each and every person has got to play their part and when the light turns green they're going to move so that you can make the cycle And many times it's happened to me where I get to a certain off-ramp and I know, okay, I think I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And then as the light turns green, I mean, the guy or the car in front of me is just standing still. And I want to say, come on, bro, let's go. Let's go. Let's move it. It's green. The light is green. You need to move. And then at sometimes I would even get onto my honk or my wife will do it on my behalf. She just leans over. And I can see the reason why they're not moving is because the heads are down and they're on their phones. Or they're now looking for change or something or I don't know what. Or putting the makeup on, ladies. 
the light is green, you need to go. And so the same way here at the church, as you are on your growth path, the light is green, you need to go. And at times, because we live these values here at the church, we live your spiritual growth. It's so important to us. Many times I want to lay on the, on the hooter and tell you, come on, let's go. But the Christian way to deal with this at the traffic lights, when somebody is getting stuck, is just to beep, beep. Just give them a gentle reminder. Hey, the light's green. You need to go. So this morning, I'm not going to, uh, I'm just going to beep, beep. The light is green. You need to go. Is that okay with everybody? It's green. Let's start moving. The Bible says in Luke 9, and I'm using the message translation throughout. This is not a, a proper Bible version. It's a, it's a version that explains the Bible in a much more acceptable way. And I've used it because it just illustrates the points that I would like to make. So in Luke 9, the Bible says, here was somebody that says, I'm ready to go. And on the road, someone asked if you could go along, ready to go. I'll go with you wherever, he said, speaking to Jesus. Many of you are today already to say, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And Jesus was quite curt. He was curt. He did not say, beep, beep. He was, ah. He said, are you ready to rough it? <laughs> We're not staying in the best inns, you know. And Jesus said to another, follow me. And he said, here's the first person. He said, certainly, certainly. But first excuse me for a couple of days. Please, I have to make arrangements for my father's funeral. Jesus refused. First things first. The light is green. Go. Your business is life, not death. And life is urgent. There's somebody here that's saying, Pastor Johnny, I've always, I'm team ready. And I've always wanted to join the dream team. But I've just got to sort out a couple of things in my life. Uh, I mean, beep, beep, because I've got to be kind. Announce God's kingdom. We need to evangelize the kingdom of God. Then another said, I'm ready to follow your master, but first excuse me while I get things straightened out at home. And Jesus said, no procrastination. So some of you might be, say, Pastor Johnny, I've just had these kids, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> And, and I'm just trying to get my life together. And, and as soon as I've got my life together, you know, then I'll do it. Jesus says, no procrastination. No backward looks. We've got to be ready. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. Amen. Amen. Beep, beep. Let's go. The light is green. You know, uh, during a New Year's Eve... Uh, you would see it in the movies, and sometimes we would even play the song, uh, Old Lang Syne. It's an old Scottish song, and uh, you know how it goes. Can you guys sing it? Because I can't, okay? And it's all talking about days gone by. How many of you know that song? How many of you don't know that song? 
No, come on. Okay, then I really sang it badly <laughs> yesterday. Or I said it badly. But you know that news, as soon as it's 12 o'clock, then they play that song. Well, um, how does it go? Something like, well, all acquaintances be... Oh, I'm messing it up terribly. Okay. But in any case, there's a song that they sing, and they talk about days gone by, and will, um, will all old acquaintances, will, will all acquaintances be forgotten? And it talks about, will we forget what is in the past, or will we take it with us into the future? And many of us want to take things of 2019 that are bad habits and things, we want to take it with us into 2020. And we've got, we got to say, no, we're going to forget about some of the things in 2019. There's nothing you can do about it in any case. All right? And we're going to move on to a new 2020. Amen? So what old acquaintances are you willing to let go of? And let me give you three things that you can get, uh, get uh, um, that you, you should be willing to let go of. Number one, let's move on from old history. Let's move on from old history. In Isaiah 43, the Bible says, forget the former things. We need to press the delete or clear the search history on 2019. You need to click erase, clear, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. You see, so many people, they, they love staying in the history of their past. But if you want to move on in life, you need to forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. God says, see, I'm, or the prophet here speaking, he says, see, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? But if you've got baggage of 2019 with you, it's like a ball and chain family. It's going to slow you down. You cannot move and be effective in what you do in 2020. You have to forget or move on from old history. It says here, do you not perceive it as your pastor? I want to say to you today, can you not see it? That the things that you hold on your history is going to hold you back. Forget it. Move on. Beep, beep. <laughs> you got it. Number two, move on from old habits. During this last couple of months or maybe latter part of the year, we've developed some bad habits. Maybe you need to check your language again. Maybe you need to think about what it is that you're thinking on or pondering on or doing. And maybe you're spending too much time with this thing, this phone. You know, that's why you're not crossing the light in time. Or maybe you've just been too much on social media and maybe you've just been eating too much. I mean, my wife made two huge trifles this year. I mean, after New Year's, we were still eating trifle. So it was just great. It's just great. But we've got to move on from old habits. And you might say to me, Pastor Johnny, but how do I get rid of some of these habits that I've developed during this time? I'm not reading my Bible anymore. I'm not spending time with God anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm hoying a fluke word in here, there, and, and uh, something is wrong. How do I get rid of it? Well, family, 21 days of fasting will sort that out for you. And starting on Monday, we as a church, come on, give the Lord a praise if you want to. 
And starting on Monday, we're starting with 21 days of, of fasting. Now, you don't have to fast for 21 days. If you want to fast for one day, that's fine. If you want to fast for seven days, that's fine. Go onto our website and you uh, will be able to see everything you need to know about how to fast. If you want to do a Daniel fast, there's some recipes. There's even guidelines to help you uh, do that. Please make sure you consult with a doctor. We don't want you to fall over after 21 days because you haven't eaten anything or drunk anything. Please. So uh, make sure that you do whatever it is that you want to do uh, in terms of, of, of your desires and, and the things that you're fasting for. So you can get rid of old habits by fasting. You can get rid of old habits by praying. Starting next week already, the prayer groups are ready. If you want to join a prayer group, please make contact with us. I want to join a group because I want to pray with a group. They're interceding for the church, interceding for our country, interceding for you, the members. And in the week after that, Pastor Mike and Angie will be praying every morning, 6 o'clock in the theater for the next two weeks to come after that. So we're going to have 21 days of prayer. If there's some issues, some habits in your life, 21 days of prayer will sort that out for you. I'm personally going to be less on this thing, social media, and I'm going to cut back on the sweets. I mean, I don't know what it is. Every year, people give me sweets for presents. I don't understand it. You see, our bad habits are like stray cats. The more you feed them, the more difficult it is to get rid of them. Isaiah 58 verse 6, the Bible says, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? Look at three things that will happen when you fast. One, to loose the chains of injustice. Maybe there's something that you've been accused of. Maybe an injustice was committed towards you or something like that. You're, I'm telling you now, you fast, the chains of injustice will be loosed. Number two, Untie the cords of the yoke. Maybe there's something that you're going through, uh, something that's just yoking you down. Maybe it's wrong decisions. And maybe you need to fast so that you can understand exactly what it is that God wants you to do in this situation. And thirdly, untie, uh, sorry, and to set free and break every yoke. So whatever's holding you back, family, so that you can be set free and that yoke can be broken over your life. Now, tomorrow night, no, tonight, sorry, not tomorrow night, tonight, Sunday night, Declaration Sunday, 2020 Declaration Sunday. We're going to be declaring the goodness of God, but more so, we're going to be writing down what is it that you believe in God. We're going to pray. We're going to take authority over it, and we're going to usher and start the new year, the first weekend in this year, and we're going to be declaring over your life. We're going to make a fresh start. I don't have my card with me right now, but we're going to make a fresh start. So ensure that you've got that card. Tonight, come back with your card. Write it on there. Even bring some of your balls or whatever. I don't know, whatever you believe in God for. Let's come and pray, and we're going to take authority over that. But more so, we're also going to declare what we believe God's going to do in 2020 for us. Amen? Somebody might say, but Pastor Johnny, when you fast, you're just punishing yourself. No, I'm not punishing myself. I'm just allowing, as I'm fasting, a time for me to move away from social media, a time for me to move away from sweets so that I can just get closer with God. Closer with God. It's not punishing me. It's just giving me perspective. And as I move closer with God, I can then experience God better. Number three, move on from old hurts. Some things 
There are some things in 2018, 2019, sorry, that I would like to change. Some things that I would like to erase. Some things that I would like to rewrite. So how are you going to do that, Pastor Johnny? Or when are you going to do that? Or how can you do that? Well, you can't. <laughs> it's done. It happened. It's like a scrambled egg. You can't unscramble a scrambled egg. Amen. It's done. There's nothing that you can do to change it. But I can mark my life by doing things from today forward better. And in 2 Corinthians 5, the Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. A new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. I want you to know the only way that you can deal with all hurts is not in your own, but from God. Because he has reconciled. That word reconciled means to balance to zero. Any accountant will tell you that when you reconcile accounts, eventually you've got to balance back to zero. I want you to know that Jesus, your account of sin is balanced to zero. It's been balanced to zero. He's taken care. That thing that's bugging you still from the last year, you're still worrying about it. It's been balanced to zero. But you've got to be a new creation in Christ. Amen. Reconciled us to himself through Christ. The balance is zero. You see, I can't start the next chapter of my life if I keep rereading the last one. So what do we do? What do we do? Even though I'm telling you these three things that you should, should move away from, old acquaintances, I want you to know today that there is power by the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus for you to change. Amen. Nothing I say can make you change. But in the Spirit of God, by Christ Jesus, you can change. So let's look at that quickly. Number one, well, not number one yet. Let me just say, it's time to make a change. Change. It's time to make a change. In Matthew 4, the Bible says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent, number one. Repent. It means to change. Normally we think of repentance, or when we use the word repent, we think of it as a bad word. Ooh, repent. Ah, it sounds so painful. But all it really means is to change. Repent means to change. I was doing it this way, I'm going to change around and I'm going to do it this way. Repent, number one. For the kingdom of heaven, too many of us are the kings of our own heavens. Too many of us are kings of our own heavens. And in, and in some cases, we did a bad job at that. It is time for Jesus to be the king of heaven, but to be the king of your life. Amen? To be the king of it. So repent. Change. That's all you need to do. Just change. Change is a positive word. You can change your mind about Christ. You can change your mind about Christ. From not serving him to serving him. To allowing him to be Lord and Savior of your life. To allowing him to be king of the kingdom in your life. And then the last word there it says. Repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. It is not far away as you think. 
it is actually quite close. It is actually quite close. It is not hard. It is not far. It is near. Amen? It's time to get close again because we all can get closer to God. Amen, family? Beep, beep. So to make a change, I need to do four things. I'm going to give you four things by the Spirit of God. Number one, it's time to get closer to God. Not just to know about God, not just to attend church, but to really get closer to God. In James 4, the Bible says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. That's really the issue there. That's what separates us from God. We can all get closer. We can all get better. Somebody might say, well, you know, I, I, or you might say, well, what about the guy that only comes to church once a year for Christmas service? So what? But I'll bet you, if he comes to 52 services, it will be so much better. You might say, well, they only come for the Easter service or they don't want to pray. Well, only pray once a week or once a year, whatever the case may be. If you join us on 21 days of prayer or 21 days of fasting, you know what will be the answer to that? It can only get better. From 1 to 21. <laughs> Amen? It can only get better. Your life would be better if you attend more. Your life would be better if you pray more. Your life would be better if you could fast more. Is this okay, everybody? Am I getting a little bit too strong here? Are we happy? You see, if you want something you've never had before, you have to do something you've never done before. If you want the breakthrough in your life, but you've never fasted, then maybe you need to fast. If you want the breakthrough or change in certain circumstances in your spiritual walk, but you've never prayed for 21 days maybe, or consistently, then maybe start now, this, this from next week onwards. Start praying for 21 days. Follow the, the Bible reading app. It's there for you. We've made it easy for you. Number two, it's time to get honest with a friend. It's time to get honest with a friend. Now, it's not what you think. Yes, it's about time for me to tell them. You need, I need an accountability partner. You see, family, I understand we confess our sin to God. And we believe, according to what 1 John 1 verse 9 says, that he forgives us. But you know what? As people, we are always talking to other people and telling them about the challenges that we're going through. Why don't you change it around and make them perhaps, obviously, a close friend, somebody that you know well, somebody that you can trust with your heart. Because remember, you don't want somebody to crush your heart. That you can ask them, won't you be my accountability partner? You need someone that you can walk a journey with. This we find in groups with friends. That's why we have various groups here at the church. They're all about relationship. 
And if you, it doesn't have to be the leader that, that's going to become your friend, to be honest with a friend. It could be somebody in your group that you can talk to and just say, you know, I'm struggling in this area. Won't you be my accountability partner? Won't you help me be accountable in this area? I'm doing this thing and that thing and I'm just struggling. Won't you pray with me and help me through this time? Time to be honest. You see, because the minute you do that, you transfer the accountability to somebody else and they keep you accountable. It's like these New Year's resolutions. I mean, uh, for the next three weeks, you see everybody running, everybody in the gym, okay? Nobody buying cakes and all those kind of things. The bakeries are all making a loss in the next three weeks. And then after three weeks, there's no accountability. <laughs> Amen? So that's why you need to get into a group here, church. We're a church with groups. And we can help you here in the church. And remember, when you're in a group, you're not locked in forever, 50-year sentence. If after five weeks you say, you know what, I've now, I've now done this part with this group. I feel happy with that. I'm going to move on. I want to join that group there. Then you do that. As long as you stay connected in what you do here at the church. Amen? Some of you even need to lead a group just to be accountable to yourself. Because you're just sitting and doing nothing. Come on. Is this okay? And everybody said? Yes. James 5, 16, the Bible says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Isn't that powerful? As you share, as you confide, as you keep somebody, ask somebody to be, keep you accountable, healing comes in that communication process. Remember, a man cannot absolve you. Only God can. Amen, family? But this is talking about talking with somebody about your challenges to help you, to build into your life, to take you to the next level. They're going to say to you, beep, beep, the light's green, let's go. <laughs> if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with someone. Amen? And here at the church, that's what we want to do. We want to build relationships with one another, with other people, somebody that you can trust so that you don't have to go alone, so that you can go far with someone else. Number three, it's time to get in tune with my purpose and passions. Galatians 6, the Bible says, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they are deceived. You see, the word deceived there, it, de deception or to, de be, to be deceived, it brings frustration. Because you're doing something that you're not supposed to do and you're doing this and knowing you're not supposed to do it and that brings a lot of frustration in your life. It's like uh, serving perhaps in an area where you know you shouldn't be serving but you should be serving on that side and you're so frustrated. That's a sure sign for you that you're not in the right place. Now you can't come to us and say, Pastor Johnny, I've tried every department in the church. Everyone frustrates me. I think I know where the problem is. <laughs> Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. This is not a competition. This is about discovering your purpose and your passion. 80% of people do not know their purpose, do not know, is not passionate about things in life. Only once you've tested yourself, then you can have a godly pride in what you do knowing that you serve a greater purpose overall. 
this year in terms of purpose and passion we've got lined up for you guys awesome events awesome conference this year we're going to have a men's conference for the men we're going to have a men's conference for the men we're going to have a, a father and son sleepover we're going we, to have six different types of conferences this year. I mean, it's going to be conference season. It's like hunting season. It's a short window, but oh boy, you've got to get yourself in there. And we will let you know before the time what's going to happen. But it's going to be awesome because it's important that you fulfill your purpose. And that you're passionate about what you're doing. We don't want you to go through life. We want you to grow through life. And that's why we're going to create all these events and programming for you so that you can do that. Beep, beep. Let's go. Number four, it's time to get on doing something greater than yourself. You see, any successful person will tell you they don't just take, they don't just do it for themselves, but there's a part that they do for others. Give to others. And here at this church, we do that great. We do that well in our welfare work and our groups that goes out and serve and help other people. So proud of what the guys are doing. But, but this is about you now. This is about you. Doing something greater than yourself. You see, happiness is one thing. But joy is to know that you are operating in the perfect will of God. Knowing what you're doing is adding eternal value to your account. Ephesians 2 verse 10, the Bible says, God creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join Him in the work. In the work. He does. The good work. He has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing it's a work to make a difference it's a work to be part of something that's greater than yourself and here at christian family church we give you that opportunity to make a difference at church it's a good work but it's a hard work but you're going to enjoy it if you're in the perfect will of god for your life Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.